Welcome to the Agro-America podcast, your source for the latest on geosynthetics, geotextiles, and thermoplastic solutions. Every month, we meet with one of the plastics experts from Agro to learn how geosynthetics are changing the world around us. To learn more about Agro, visit agroamerica.com. Now welcome your host, Yusi Lejinimahev. Welcome to the podcast. As mentioned, my name is Yusi, and I'm a technical copywriter at Agro. I love getting to think through and discuss the issues that engineers face, and how Agro often creates unique solutions for them. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Chris Regals, a civil engineer with over 24 years of experience in solid waste engineering. We'll be discussing what's been termed risk-based design of geosynthetics. If you don't mind me jumping right in, Chris, could you tell us what triggers landfill slope failure, such as the one in Mozambique, which severely disrupted the community following a landslide that resulted from poor slope design? That landslope failure in Mozambique was associated with some really heavy rainfall. Some of that rainfall in, infiltrated into the waste mass, basically turned it into a soup. Technically, it's called loss of effective stress. Kind of flowed like mud out of that side slope. What's called a global failure, water content within the waste mass like that would be a prime contributor to, to that type of failure. So in these situations, the waste mass acts as like a fluid it gets fluid-like. I mean, not completely or, or homogeneously, but enough in you know, selected areas where all the effective stress is gone and parts of it will just start to move. You know, it can come out as an entire block that's sitting on top of a, a liquefied layer, if you will, for lack of a better word, and just slides out all at once. And how can an engineer mitigate the risk of slope failure? Well, that type of slope failure, from number one, is prevent water from getting into the mass. Um, that would be with uh, some sort of cover on the top deck and then a system of channels and pipes and ditches to carry the water off of the side slope down to the toe of the landfill and then you know, distribute it in some receiving uh, water body somewhere. And what role do liners have in these designs? Oh, number one is it would be a cap on the top decks such that a rainfall would not infiltrate into the waste mass below. It would just flow off of that cap. Liners could also be used in the ditches channels along the side slope to carry the water down to the bottom of the landfill. So uh, we know that in Mozambique, there were very significant rainfall that year, and that's what caused the, the failure. How can you design for changing variables such as these extreme weather conditions? Well, I can't speak for Mozambique, but here in the States, we have historic historical weather records that go back close to over 100 years in some locations, some parts of the country. So you use those to determine what's the worst possible storm or say, you know, a storm that has a 1% chance of hitting in every single year. That's uh, otherwise known as the 100-year storm. Take that, what that rainfall might be from that type of storm and then determine what your system would have to be sized to accommodate that type of rainfall. Both the flow in the ditches and how long the top deck can be before uh, water turns from like sheet flow on the surface to actual concentrated flow, which can start to erode the surface. First off, you got to know, well, what's the probability that you're going to get that heavy a storm in any given year? Oh, that's very interesting. So I know there's 
closure solutions and systems that exist that help engineers come up with, with more options when it comes to designing a landfill cap. Can you tell me more about closure turf specifically? Well, closure turf is a purely geosynthetic final cover system. There's no, no additional soil placed on top of the system. Uh, the only natural material is a, is a sand ballast that's placed on the artificial turf on top of a geomembrane. That's either like Agru's super grip net or microspike geomembrane, depending on its location, either you know, top deck with microspike or super grip net on side slopes. What happens is rain hits the sand ballast and turf, It'll percolate through down to the top of the geomembrane. And on the case of the top deck, it'll just flow along the surface of the artificial turf until you get to like a ditch or perimeter ditch or channel or oversight drain, carry that water back down to the uh, toe of the landfill. Side slopes, uh, water will percolate through the sand and artificial turf into what we call the integrated drainage system that's in super grip net. And the water will flow through that area, integrated drainage system, much like it would like a geonet till it flows down to some catchment toe of the slope or a mid-slope bench. Oh, that's very interesting. I know that closure turf has a synthetic turf on the top of it and that is quite resistant to wind and other weathering conditions. Can you tell me some anecdotal evidence how it's performed? First off, it was tested in the laboratories for wind tunnel testing, see what level of wind uh, withstand, tested up to category three hurricane wind speed. So that's a lot of wind. And then there's another location uh, north of Phoenix, Arizona, where it's being tested for longevity or how long it can last under you know, the hot sun. As far as like some case histories, there's two on the East Coast. There was one in the Florida panhandle uh, where there was just a really severe storm that hit right after a site had been closed with closure turf. It was anywhere between, you know, what we'd call a hundred year and a 200 year storm hit this area. And there were parts of Pensacola that were pretty heavily damaged. Once people were able to get to the closure turf site, it looked like it, nothing had happened. It wasn't even really touched. Uh, the other was a hurricane that skirted the east coast of United States in uh, South Carolina. And there was a site there in Berkeley County, or heavy winds and a lot of rain damage in the area. And again, area of that landfill that was closed with closure turf, you couldn't even tell anything had happened. It just withstands weather events like that with minimal effect, just both from what was seen in the laboratory and now what's being seen out in nature. Really great to hear. So from this podcast and in this interview, I, I hope the listener could understand that there's sort of two approaches that you could take with risk-based design. Uh, first is, of course, the design itself. And then the second component is what products you use. And is there any anything else that you could think of when it comes to risk-based design that you would want to talk about in the second podcast? You got to understand the risk. The nature of the risk is... Well, it's not linear. It's uh, it can be very look random. If you get enough data collected, you can start making what I call confidence intervals on that data that a future event will fall in between those confidence intervals. So you can use that for your risk basis is like, well, what's the low confidence interval and then what's the high confidence interval? That's the other component of what I call risk-based design is well, you may not have a total linear understanding of the risk, but you've got some ranges that you can work within. So you work with probabilities? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for your time, and I hope to catch you next time. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. You know, landfills exposed to heavy weathering are prone to slope failure if left unattended. 
Agro is a world leader in geosynthetics and has a rich case history of successful landfill closures and temporary cover installations across the United States. Beyond manufacturing high quality products, Agro is committed to excellence in customer service. Agro has product representatives in every region, a dedicated on-site quality assurance engineering team, and offers detailed drop-in specifications for each product. If you're interested in learning more about our products, feel free to give us a call. From all of us here at Agro, thanks for tuning in with us today. Join in next month for part two on risk-based design, where we look forward to another insightful interview with Chris Regals.